0: TV I say with Ashley Ray, another episode, another episode of TV I say with Ashley Ray, another episode, another episode of TV I
1: say with Ashley. Hey, welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for all things TV. We've got a really fun episode for you today. I am counting down my picks for the greatest TV show theme song of all time. And I'm doing it with Andrew and Evan Gregory from the Punch Up the Jam podcast. So we were inspired because Rolling Stone put out a list of their favorite theme songs. I'm going to be honest, we, we thought it was a bad list. So we made our own. So, you know, we're going to get to that. But before we do... We're going to get to my watch list. Oh, you know I've been watching some good things because all the good things are back. Let's just start right at the top. Secession. We got the best episode maybe ever. And, and it's not that a lot happened in this episode, but it is the best at showcasing the family dynamics and what makes them so interesting. Obviously, no spoilers here at TV Club, but I think for me, it was Connor's episode. Shiv's been having a run. I give her the pilot, but this one, I got to give it to Connor. Up next, we have Yellow Jackets. Well, they did the thing, didn't they? Just like Angela Bassett, they really did it. (laughs) I guess we all saw it coming. Again, no spoilers here, but... You know, that's where we thought the story was going to go, and I thought the way they shot it with, you know, this clear metaphor and and giant, beautiful feast, perfect. After that, we have Housebroken. Yes, Housebroken on Fox. It's an adult animated comedy about pets that talk. And I watch it. It's in season two, and probably I'm the only person watching it, but I'm watching it. It has some really good voice talent, Will Forte, Clea Duvall, Maria Bamford is in it sometimes. It's good, but, you know, when I don't have the Great North and, and Bob's Burgers, it fills a gap. It fills a hole. I liked Duncanville more, which was previously in its slot, but got canceled. But Housebroken is is fun. After that, we have Grey's Anatomy on the list, which I know I said I was going to quit when they made Teddy Chief. And I wish I had kept that promise to you and myself, because what they've done is upsetting. Where the show has gone, they brought Addison back, they even let Teddy, well, the actors who plays Teddy, direct an episode. The wheels have gone off the track, but don't worry, because Grey's Anatomy got renewed for a 20th season. (laughs) So one way or another, we're going to know what happens to these interns that no one cares about. Then we have Love is Blind, which this season, to me, already better than last season. We're getting some nice changes. It's clear a lot of people hate each other. The women are the villains. I'm loving it. I want to give a shout-out to Bliss, who I thought was so smart, and then it turns out she's not. So, you know, we all thought she dodged a bullet, and then Bliss was like, no, thank you. I love a bullet. So, hey. (laughs) Can't wait to see how that works out. After that... American Auto, which is killing it again this second season. I'm just calling it out again because I need you to watch it. American Auto and Grand Cru, they're both so good in their second season. Grand Cru's newest episode gave me the romance that I wanted. American Auto's newest episode, it let Anna Gasteyer do her thing. And when she's doing her thing, that's when American Auto's at its best. Please go watch those shows. Uh, and after that, we slide right into our Apple TV Tray of Delights. I don't know what it is, but Apple TV has just been putting out so many shows. I can't just stop gobbling them down. We had Shrinking, Dear Edward, and Now, Hello Tomorrow, uh, which I actually thought ended at eight episodes. And then I opened Apple TV and there was another episode. So I guess it's a 10 episode season, but the episodes are starting to feel so disjointed and the story is kind of falling apart a bit So I think that's why a lot of people got finale vibes because it seemed like this is a good place for the story to end. Where else could it go? But I guess we have one more episode that's going to let us know the answer to that. Uh, That'll be out this Friday. After that, Ted Lasso, which came back two weeks ago. You may have saw I was at the premiere uh, I loved the first two episodes, uh, but did not want to spoil them for you, dear listeners. <laughs> so now that I am, you know, back in step with you here at episode three, you know, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I love the new energy they've brought to this season. And I'm kind of curious to see what they do with Ted. I feel like his character is a little kind of floundering right now but I think that's kind of the point we're supposed to feel like Ted is floundering so that they're doing their job they're doing a good job and finally on my Apple TV slot there is extrapolation extrapolation is a show that each episode takes place in a different decade and it basically looks at what will happen to the world as the climate crisis gets worse so at a certain point the Global temperatures increased over two degrees. People aren't allowed to go outside during the day because it's too hot. Certain animals are extinct. There's a whale that's voiced by Meryl Streep. I stayed up until 4 a.m. watching like five episodes of this show, which are all the ones that are out. Uh, The season isn't over yet, though. There are two more episodes. But I stayed up watching every episode that was out First few episodes I loved as sort of a, you know, post-apocalypse, you know, world-ending vibe. And then I felt like by the time Meryl Streep is voicing a whale, you're like, this show is playing a prank on me. Was this a prank? Did Apple TV play a prank on me? What is happening in this show? But hey, I'm strapped in. I'm going to keep watching. Because, like, there are some things they set up where it's like, well, where's this going to go? Where's it... But I don't know. The overall message just seems to be like, "Uh oh, planet not good." I guess we should do a fake volcano or something. Just check it out. Go talk to me about it on Twitter. Hit me up, or hey, leave a voice memo and tell me your thoughts about what you think. Because that show, it's it's odd. It's it's a weird one. Okay, that is enough of what I'm watching. Let's talk great TV theme songs with the Gregory Brothers. Hello, TV club. How are you doing? We are back with another episode, and I am so excited today. Today I have Andrew and Evan, musicians, comedians, filmmakers, most importantly, the hosts of Punch Up the Jam, where we talk, well, I don't talk, they talk about the greatest hits of all times when it comes to TV theme songs. Obviously something that means a lot to me. I am so glad to have you here. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having us. Oh, so happy to be here. I mean, TV theme songs, to me, honestly, should be a genre, should be a radio station, something that everyone can enjoy.
3: I'm surprised it's not what you talk about every week on your podcast. I feel like just (laughs) like there were all the Norman Lear spinoff shows in the 70s and 80s that I was remembering looking through lists of greatest theme songs of all time. Oh, yeah. I feel like you could do a spinoff podcast about the greatest theme songs of all time. I guess this is our chance to be be in the spinoff because we're in this episode, we're now part
1: yeah, um, you're part of the universe. Um, you're helping me yeah. build this out. This the is the APU, the Ashley <laughs> Podcast Universe. Yeah, this is my multiverse of madness. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, this is great timing because actually about 2 days ago Rolling Stone did put out a list of the 100 best TV theme songs of all time according to them, you know. Uh their number 1, The Jeffersons. Sorry if I'm <gasps> spoiling that for everyone.
4: Sorry. Oh my gosh. Um Right. I just, I should have like written this down to prove it. Like, I should have mailed it to myself and postmarked it to just prove that I did this. But before we started recording today, I I picked my three favorites. And that's one of the three. I feel extremely validated right now. But for them to Mm. pick the Jeffersons as number one is extremely correct. I feel like we go into a top 100 list type of situation, anticipating how much we're going to finger wag. And say, no, no, no These elitist journalists didn't get it right But this is one place I'm willing to affirm And say wow. they, got, they they did a goodie with that number one
1: Sorry, because I actually was going to say These elitists did not get it right <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, the Jeffersons is good, classic Definitely worthy of top five But to me, number one is the Golden Girls Forever and for always
4: Yes, I know they have the Golden Girls in their top 10, right? So we're all No,
1: that's the thing, not even in the top 10. They don't even have the Golden Girls theme song in the top 10.
4: That's what? a problem. Where did they shunt it down to?
1: I don't even see it. I'm literally it's not even top 10. I'm trying to find it.
3: I just want to shout out one of the most amazing I mean, if you listen to our podcast, the real point of our podcast is we talk about a song and then we make a better version of it at the end of the song. Every week we make yeah. a better version. But we also talk a lot of, we end up on a lot of like songwriting fact tangents. And I think one of the greatest songwriting facts of all time. Are you familiar with the scary Halloween song, Spooky Scary Skeletons, Ashley? Yes. Spooky Scary. <laughs> That's written by the same guy as wrote Golden Girls theme song.
1: I mean, no wonder it's a jam that is yeah. stuck with me through time. He has a mighty yeah. touch.
3: It, it speaks to his, the, the writer's name is Andrew Gold. It speaks to Andrew Gold's... Uh, ability to just write across idiom right across space and time the golden Girls theme song and spooky scary skeletons yeah. you're writing you're writing from both sides of the grave
1: yeah that's that's <laughs> covering everything i am still scrolling through this list the golden
4: girl theme song is not even in the top 20 it's uh, i found it it's number 38 right i'll say <laughs> no, <are you? laughs> let me just let me just touch on the 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 ranking issue there's so many great tv theme songs out there that I had to sort of handicap the list. Like, how, how are you going to choose from all theme songs of uh, of all time? Golden Girls would also be atop my list, but I I, yeah. I eliminated it from consideration for my own list. Rolling Stone has not done so. They have it on their list at 38. Otherwise, that's a top three for me, Golden Girls. But I eliminated yeah. it because it was a pre-existing song. So I was sort of narrowing okay. the field. Mm. Now, now, most people don't know that because it's much more famous as the Belong- song, belonging yes. to the Golden Girls as it was even when it was a top 40 hit, you know, 10 years prior to the existence of that show. Yeah. But it was just, thank you for being a friend, sung by Andrew Gold, and then they repurposed it for the show because it's thematically perfect, and then had it re-sung yeah. and, re- and re-recorded, right? So I was like, okay, I need a reason to exclude this from consideration and narrow the field, so I'm picking yeah, from fa- less oh, choices. Okay.
1: I yeah. mean, that is fair. I can understand that. I think the fact that it was redone for the Golden Girls makes it enough to be original. But I mean, mm-hmm. come on. It's, it's one of the best ones. Are we
3: allowed to say the F word on your podcast? Yes, yeah, yeah, you can swear. <laughs> Golden Girls at 38 is fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. Like, Thank you. you. you know, top 10, like even like between 6 and 10 would be like a little weird. Yeah,
1: 38. It's befo- It's behind the Wire theme song. It's mm. behind like... That's things, like, come on. Yeah. Things that are like, what? Who cares about that?
3: After talking up how great it is, I do have to do a little explaining of my own, which is it's not in my top five, <laughs> but that's only because we already talked about our top fives before we recorded and I knew it was in your top five, Ashley. So I took it out yeah. of consideration because mm-hmm. I was like, I just want to talk about more show theme songs. Fair, fair, fair. It's already so, covered in our in our top 13. Between yeah. The three of us.
2: Hey everyone, this is Gil Ozeri. You may know me as the guy who eats food over a garbage can, or my wife's cute little companion with the ass that won't quit. Or you may know me from Comedy Bang Bang. I play Dr. Sweet Chat, and Ned Bellinella, the busiest man, or Irving Sardinus. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to say how much I'm gonna miss Scott now that he's dead. What? What do you mean he's not dead? Well, whose funeral was that? What? Who the hell is Gary? Wow, okay, well, I guess I want to wish Comedy Bang Bang a happy fifth. Fifteenth anniversary! Wow, I always have the best time on CBB. It is so much fun to do, and Scott makes me feel warm and welcome, and extra wet. So here's to another fifteen years. Keep listening to Comedy Bang Bang wherever you get your podcasts. Bruba, That's right, Bruba, They should go do it. Yes, they should, Bruba, Right? Yes. Shouldn't they? No. What do you mean no? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Bruba, yes, Ruba, go, go do. That's right, Ruba, go do.
5: old school legends, modern power players, ex lovers are all competing in Cape town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello,
1: we are back. Now we're getting into our favorite TV show themes, Uh, We, we've talked a little bit about it, you know, how disappointed we are in this Rolling Stones list,
4: but how would we get it right? Who wants to begin? I'll go first, since I already tipped my hand. The Jeffersons is uh, one of my top three. But on on the Jeffersons, like, why do I think it's so great? Not just because it's uh really catchy it does the it does the most important thing that an expository tv theme mm. does which is like lay out what's happening in the show but it also nails the thing that the greats do which is attaches the premise of the show to like larger issue in everyone's life to make it extremely relatable and you could take it personally about like I made it. You could you could see it as speaking to your own life or you could see it culturally about the uh, like civil rights struggle. But also it's so applicable. They masterfully achieved it with just like we're moving on up. Just the opening line is so masterfully done yeah. that basically it has achieved that thing that only great songs can do which is that it's in your head at all times when you get to go do something expensive. Like it's it's now become it's it has superseded the show it has transcended the show and just become integrated into like everyone's lexicon anyone at any time could be like you're going out to a fancy restaurant and somebody in your friend group is going to be like we move it on up yeah and and just bust out like it transcended the show and now it's just a part of the fabric of American life that you could just say at any time. So is that your three Evan? No, my top my number one is no don't. Uh, I, we, you gotta save, yeah. One. Save the number one. Save the number if, one. Let's Jefferson all save our number
3: three. If Jefferson is your three, mm-hmm. then I should do my four and five. Ashley should do her four and five. Then we do our twos with our two and threes, and then we all have our ones. We say it at the same time. No one knows what it is because we say it on yeah. top of each other, and no one can cancel us for having a bad pick. I love it. Is. This is
1: this is great structure. But yeah, hey, I, Andrew, thank so you I'm for organizing right this. Loving it. Yeah,
3: go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm charging on. Okay, I picked a song that I hate for my number five, okay. and it's. I think has to be a top five pick. I'm not sure it was a top five pick on the Rolling Stone pick list. And I think when I first heard it at 12, I probably liked it, but it's become to be one of the most hateful songs ever. But the success of it drove the success of the show. Like, like moving on up, it captures the vibe of the show. It is the Friends theme song. So no
0: one told you that was gonna be this way. Your job's-
1: Yeah, they have the Friends theme song in the top 10. Yeah.
3: yeah, and the other thing about the Friends theme song that people might not remember or might not know is I believe that it was written by the, by the creators of Friends and maybe with one of their friends from college, and it was oh. just like a 20 or 30 se- second song, right? Like, they just made it for TV. And people went so fucking crazy over Friends... That they started calling radio stations and requesting it, and radio stations <laughs> would play it, but they only had a twenty-five second version, so they would loop it. So basically, <laughs> within a couple months, like I mean, this was enough of a phenomenon that the people, like the creative brain trust of Friends, was yeah, like, you like you were going to make a fake band called the Rembrandts, or maybe the guy was already in a band called the Rembrandts. I
0: thought
1: they and were a gonna real make. band. No,
3: and like maybe they were, mind. but they but they hadn't made a full version version of the song and they're like you've got to make a radio length version that's two or three minutes and then that was a huge hit just because people were so obsessed with friends and so obsessed with the theme song whoa. so I think just because of the journey of that song you have to like game recognize game I don't like that song anymore I wouldn't put it on a playlist in my house that's wild I, w- I, w- I wouldn't want to be there yeah but game recognized game
1: I thought I thought this band made the song and then they were like great song for our show and just pulled it whoa yeah
3: yeah, and I think the creators wrote the lyrics. I think uh, I should have looked that up. my Ash, number four, I'm gonna trust you on it. I'm feeling bad about because you specifically burned this, Ashley, but mm. I mm. wanted to I wanted to pick something a little more. I wanted to pick something a little more. Uh, oh, what was the word you were saying? I wanted to pick a prestige TV thing, ah, yeah. And I was like, mm, Larry Sanders too weird. You know, I actually hate the Sopranos theme song. I think the Mad Men theme song is like the actually the worst thing about the entire show.
1: I love the Mad Men theme. I literally like
3: dance to. It. I'm like do 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 do. It's okay. I think it's really dated. Um, <laughs> so I, I went with so I went with The Wire. I went with The Wire.
0: I like
3: The Wire. I like the. I like the thematic movement from you know every season. There's a different performer yeah. singing it. The first season, it's the Blind Boys of Alabama. The second season, it's Tom Waits, who wrote the song. It would be disqualified by Evan because it yeah. was written by Tom Waits in the 80s. The third season, I think, is my do you know favorite. It, do you know what it's Way called? Way Down in the Hole.
4: Yeah, Way Down in the Hole. Yeah.
3: yeah. And the third one, I, the third season is the best. Also I think favorite, the third season is the best the version. It's the Neville Brothers. Yeah. That's good. Mm. The fifth season sucks as a show, but also the theme song like I do not know why the brain trust of the Wire thinks that Steve Earle should have been in the show, much less done the theme song of the show. I won't speak about that at length. Yeah, but I, I I think it's a great uh, theme song, and like even when they bring it back in some of the montages at the end. You
4: know, of the show, I don't love realize. that theme song, but but it did it was so powerful. It created a whole sub genre of TV theme songs for gritty prestige yeah shows which is the growly Americana thing that wasn't really happening in TV themes. I think The yeah. Wire, you know, to, uh, between 15 and 20 years ago created that whole subgenre. And then uh, there's, a, there's a million examples. The ones that for, for some reason are front of mind for me are Bloodline and Sneaky Pete. But there, there must yeah. be like, 20 others that are just growly dudes <laughs> singing about tough shit. <laughs>
3: Was it Sopranos first or The Wire? I can never remember. I thought The Sopranos was first. It's uh, kind of a growly dude. Yeah, that's definitely a growly dude. I can't even remember how that song goes. I'm watching The Sopranos right now. It's like, what is that song? I don't, I re- I don't like it. I don't like I, I feel bad about it. Down yeah. in jungle
4: land. Got myself
3: a <laughs> gun. Meet me tonight in Atlantic
4: City. <laughs> Baby, we were born <laughs> to, to ro- bing.
3: <laughs> I'm mostly bummed that that show, like, Because it was the beginning of Prestige TV, one thing that really cracked me up was how good the music cues got between season one and season two. All the music cues in season one are like, I've never heard this song before. And then like in season two, it's suddenly like Sinatra and Dean Martin. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, they they got the budget. (laughs) (laughs) Either didn't have the budget or Sinatra was like, I'm not putting my song on TV. (laughs) And then they saw the first season. They were like, I got to get on. I got to get my song on this show. Yeah. (laughs) I, I feel like if they had had that clout for the first season. Like it would, like it, how great, like, I'd love to recut that intro with just like, start spreading the news. (laughs) And it's just like Tony driving around with a cigar. With a cigar. What what he thinks of himself, which is that he's like the Sinatra guy. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's your four and five. Yeah, that's that's my five and four. Four, five and four. I'll do mine. Uh, Five. This is, I think, going to be a controversial choice. I went with the community theme song. is because I know most people are like, it is the most annoying theme. So I don't think it ages well. Like today when I rewatch Community, it's kind of annoying because you'll be like, oh, I just want to like fall asleep to it. Just watch it. And then that theme song plays and it's so loud. Like, give me some more time in a tree. But like growing up, I loved it so much. Like Community was my favorite show. I could just hear the open. I would just start getting hyped like a dog salivating. Like, let's go. New Community. Oh, my gosh. So because of you that You picked memory, a Wario
3: theme song. You picked a Wario theme song just like I picked Friends. Yeah. Like you hate it now, but you loved it then.
1: I loved it then. And now I'm like, okay, it's so loud. It barely goes with the show, I feel like. Like it's such an mm-hmm. optimistic song that feels like it would be for like some sort of family sitcom. And then you're like, oh, this is like a cynical NBC comedy. What are we doing? Yeah.
4: Totally. Yeah. I th- in, in some sense, like I feel like they missed the brief like they didn't see the episodes of the show before writing yeah, the song yeah before writing the song <laughs> and it feels and stylistically if it, it feels kind of dated to the era that the the show came out but i love what, what you described something crucial which is that you have two modes of watching the show the one when it came out where it has this real where it's like high stakes viewing for you you're watching every episode you're really attached oh, yeah. to it and therefore the theme song is like really hitting you right in this nostalgia funny bone and yeah. th- now you watch it as like comfort food you've already seen all the apps. they're mm-hmm. on in the background they're on in the background so the theme song is serving an anti purpose which is to jolt you
1: yeah it's just very like oh this is this is not come on they're like just take it out you know like a lot of show, just let me skip the intro now i yeah, ju- i try this. to sk- yeah delete it and my number 4 kind of i don't maybe a boring choice i went with uh the gray's anatomy theme song uh which is called cozy in the rocket by the band PSAP. They only used this theme song during the like first season of the show and now they like don't even use the theme song for Grey's but that theme song for the first season was so sexy and like definitive and hot and like what established Grey's Anatomy as a show that used cool music that, like, mm. that's why the show blew up so big because it had these, like, amazing soundtracks with, like, new artists that people, like, really hadn't heard of. And then they had this cool, like, European electro band do this, like, Cozy in the Rocket song. It, it's like, Cozy in the Rocket. And it's just very, like, oh, this is sleek. This is not your regular ABC drama. And when Grey's Anatomy came out and I was, I don't know, 14 or 15, <laughs> that to me was, like, oh, this is high class, like, ER is for my mom, but this sexy, like, theme song, this is
4: for my age. Like, here we go. That's a great example about how it diverged from ER, the other, like, the gigantic, the titanic medical drama. Medical, yeah. Right, like, wow... um having trouble recalling their theme song but as I recall yeah. it's like could be confused for the breaking news stinger on the evening broadcast right it's like yeah. that's, the, that's the style of pump and circumstance You we're going to the ER ho 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 yeah it was the vibe of that show and so you're exactly right that's not like kind of revolutionary when Grey's Anatomy comes out that it's, yeah. the, you use the perfect word sleek this indie band Yeah.
1: we might have uh, sex uh, in the upper yeah room. exactly It was so much we might have sex in the operating room. I loved it.
2: Hey everyone, this is Gil Ozeri. You may know me as the guy who eats food over a garbage can. Or my wife's cute little companion with the ass that won't quit. Or you may know me from Comedy Bang Bang. I play Dr. Sweet Chat and Ned Bellinella the busiest man or Irving Sardinas. Uh, Anyway, I just wanted to say how much I'm going to miss Scott now that he's dead. What? What do you mean he's not dead? Well, whose funeral was that? What? Who the hell is Gary? Wow, okay, well I guess I want to wish Comedy Bang Bang a happy fifth 15th anniversary. Wow, I always have the best time on CBB. It is so much fun to do. And Scott makes me feel warm and welcome and extra wet. So here's to another 15 years. Keep listening to comedy bang bang wherever you get your podcasts. That's right, Ruba. They should go do it. Yes. They should, Ruba, right? Yes. Shouldn't they?
0: No. What do
2: you mean, no? Yes.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yes, bruva-go-do. That's
2: right, Ruba Go do.
4: I guess it's we're round tailing, right? But it's back to me. So I'm yeah. going to say my number two uh, pick, which is um, now I'm realizing that I do kind of have a narrow view of all my picks are from sitcoms. But I did also disqualify instrumentals, which Fair, is a whole, I'm okay. huge segment. We didn't really talk about that. Uh, I do but, have an instrumental on my list. Which is great to just remind people that they exist. For me, to make the task doable, I had to cut out the like, Many of the greats say like Game of Thrones or The Simpsons, right? Yeah. Immediately draw you into a world, and they have like perfect aesthetic to describe the song, but they haven't had to make any lyrical choices, right? Yeah. No. So I just I disqualified those, and now mm. I'm realizing I'm left only with like very Is old TV land the sitcoms. The
3: Simpsons an instrumental?
4: Mm. Oh. Is it? Is it? You mean when they go do 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 da da, and all those no. swingle singers in the background, or
3: when it starts and they go? The
0: Simpsons.
3: They said the title. They said yeah. the title of the show. You're just,
1: right. And then there is, I mean, you do get the verbal
4: Homer. Though you know.
3: I don't want to tip my hand at my future picks. Like, <laughs> is it an instrumental? <laughs> Sorry. So you disqualified instrumentals. Yeah.
4: Then. I just to make this task achievable for me. It's fine. Fair. If you, you pick what You yeah, pick whatever yeah. you want. Uh, my number two pick is Welcome Back, Cotter. Welcome back.
0: Your dreams were your ticket I Welcome back to that same old place
1: that you Oh, that's a good one.
4: Yeah. I mean, I've i fell in love with the song again, you know, more recently when Mace re-recorded it for you know for his track Welcome Back. But just as its own theme song, it nails the brief yeah. on the on the metrics I previously described, where it's like the premise of the show is in there, but it's generalized in a way that it describes a feeling that could apply to you in your life. And to me, this one, even though it's not like a a funny ha-ha song, that's okay because I I don't require my sitcoms to have goofy comedy songs as their themes. Instead, I I want to laugh when I watch the sitcom, but I'm going back there because it feels like I'm visiting my friends. And so the theme songs that suggest a welcoming in really work. This song is so good. If I listen to it without watching the show, it really does make me want to cry. It is. A, it's an incredible song. I'm thinking about the position of Cotter, like having failed dreams that has brought yeah. him back to the, to the school. And that's like very relatable to like a young adult or quarter life or midlife crisis person thinking about the stakes of their own life. And this song is nailing it. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Welcome back. Cotter was like from my age, like one of those Nick at night shows and I don't, for me most of the Naked Night shows I was kind of just like I don't really care about these but that one because the theme song was so good I just I was pulled in I was like I love Welcome Back Cotter just because the song pulled me in so much
4: so good choice yeah you gotta ask if the theme song weren't so good would we have John Travolta today probably not mm. no would we have gotten Saturday Night Fever no I don't think we would Would we I don't have think we would I don't think so
3: yeah you know Evan, I'm you picking the Jeffersons and welcome back Cotter. You know, I was, I was scrolling through a lot of lists to try to get some ideas. You know, I had a couple on my list, but I was like, I wanted to get up to five. I'm realizing that I, I did give myself one uh, stricture, one rule, just like mm-hmm. you did. Oh. Mm-hmm. and that was, I decided not to pick any shows from before my time.
4: Whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay. Sick burn.
3: There were a lot, there are a lot of ones that were really good. Like, I don't know. Like, how do I know the Mary Tyler Moore theme song? Like, the way I became familiar with the Mary Tyler Moore theme song is literally by watching the movie Wayne's World, where they have the whole like <laughs> gag where they're like doing the theme song to Mary Tyler Moore, yeah. and I was like, oh, this song's good. And like my mom and dad were like, it's from a television show called The Mary Tyler Moore Show. It's like I've oh. never heard of that. Similarly, like I don't know the Jeffersons and Welcome Back, Kotter. Like I just didn't super watch, so I was mostly sticking with shows I've watched. Fair. So, a few, and one. This next one, arguably still in the air. I think. I think this is a really good one. It is an instrumental, so it wouldn't be included by Evan. I'm going to sing it for you all. Okay. <gasps> and just tell me if you all get hype or not. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. do my best here. Bum, 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 <laughs> bum. Okay, you are about to watch some Olympians. <laughs> yes! just do their dang best. You only get it once every four years, but you're waiting for it, and it like hits a month or two before the Olympics, and you're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, it's time for sport." Yeah, not sports plural. As
4: soon as you sing, you, there's only two notes back and forth, boom, and I could hear the timpani in your that voice. Be, yeah. That's John
3: Williams, right? That's that's a not a lot of Oscar winning. Uh, composed uh, TV, TV theme themes, I yeah. Think that's I think I think,
4: I think they might have shelled out the big bucks to get John Williams right the Olympics theme. Yeah, I feel yeah, like they s- got the
1: big bucks for that
4: one. I'm I'm already picturing Usain Bolt.
1: Yeah, that oh. that's a good choice. And I I don't do sports, so I never would have thought of that one. I like that one. Yeah,
4: that's out of the box thinking. Yeah. Bo 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 basketball.
3: I should have picked that the SNL sketch yeah. basketball one from Tim. That's Tim immediately Robinson. what I, I thought about. It. I've seen it a lot. You know, they just gave that words last year for the first time, and it makes me so mad that they did not use the Tim Robinson lyric. Yeah, it's so dumb now. That's I would pick that as maybe the worst theme song now. It went from like a really good theme to song, pretty
4: good, to now it just makes me. The lyrics were like formerly it's the, instrumental, and now there's official words.
3: Yeah, just as of last year, it's like it's the heart of a champion. Yeah, <laughs> it's called it's the heart of a champion. Nope. No. Give me the ball because G- yeah. I'm going to dunk it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number two, I think of as being like the pinnacle, like a lot of the 70s stuff Evan's talking about where like you need lyrics, it's original for the show, it gives you the setting perfectly, it has like a 70s vibe. I picked this, but it's not before my time. Sesame Street.
0: Sunny day, sleep enough.
3: Just sunny days, yeah. That the vibe, the kids are singing it. You're yeah, seeing the puppets, like I, I sweeping the it makes clouds yeah, away.
1: It makes me smile anytime I hear it. So I got okay it hits you right in the feels. Yeah, so yeah, just immediately, I'm like, uh, so, as soon as you say, I was like, oh yeah, I'm smiling. Like yeah, the great world's thing. great. Absolutely Everything's iconic. good.
3: I feel like if I heard the current one, I maybe would be bummed out because I'm still thinking of the one from 1984. Like I want the 1984 one, not the the one I remember as a two year old. Yeah. Not the 2022 one, but I love that. Yeah, they
4: refresh it every five it. years or so. Yeah. yeah, but it was—it's still—it's still the same basic motif, right? There'd be there was like a hip hop one in the nineties. Yeah, they like had a Latin one days. about sunny days. You know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, exactly. We're talking about the letter B today.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I love that. it's versatile. It's it stands the test of time. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. So now my three and four. For four, I did go with an instrumental, the Law & Order theme song. As a kid, like when this theme song would play, I had a full choreographed dance I would do in my living room to the Law & Order theme song. And like my mom would just laugh and watch it. So maybe it's that memory. But I still just that that's a good theme song to me. Like Law and Order nailed it.
3: It has the most iconic like kind of musical sting of all time in the history of TV. Yeah.
1: The, it's the dun dun. Dun dun. Yeah. That's number one. And then it's like that. But then the theme song is like this weird like experimental jazz piece. <laughs> So it's a good time. You know, it just makes me feel like some sort of like modern new age dancer. I got to give it to Law & Order. And then after that, my number was this three. I went with M.A.S.H., the M.A.S.H. theme song. Suicide is painless. Incredibly depressing. I think mostly because as a middle schooler, I just, like, was very, I'm goth, I'm depressed, this song is perfect, you kids don't get it, and I would just listen to the song by itself, (laughs) like, and then I was like, match is an okay show, but, oh, just let me watch this theme song and I'm good for the episode.
4: (laughs)
3: In the TV show, are the lyrics in it, or is it just... They took out the Suicide is Painless part, right? Yeah. It's just
1: flutes. Yeah. It's just flutes. It's just the. Yeah. And I was like, this makes me feel sad. I got to go find this whole
4: song. And I was like, oh, sweet. The whole song will make you feel very sad. <laughs> I know. Imagine looking it up like you didn't know the original existed. And you're like, all I know is the do, 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 do. Oh, what's this song called? <laughs> suicide is Painless. painless. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, oh man. I immediately right now, I just want to go start playing it. I'm like, as soon as I, we're done here, I'm going to start listening to Suicide is Painless. That's how much I love that Oof.
3: song. I, that, that song, I saw that on the list some, and I was like, that bums me out <laughs> so much that there's no way I would ever pick it. So now,
4: are are we all on our number we Are we our
3: number ones? We're on two our number ones, right? Yeah.
4: Number one, I'm not going to beat around the bush. For me, number one is the Cheers theme song.
0: your name and they're always glad
4: you Fair. where everybody knows your name it puts you in the feels hard it puts you in the feels hard it does all the things that I described in the previous theme songs from like setting up the show being broad enough that like you want to import this song into your own life and it's also like even catchier than all the other examples so it just works as a pop song yeah that Yeah, that's a classic choice. Rolling Stone ranked it, but it's, uh, but it's outside the top 10.
3: Yeah. I hear no disagreement here. You know, it's like not my number one, but like... Would have been in my top 10. To be someone yeah. number one.
1: Yeah. yeah, definitely top 10 there's deserving. Some,
3: there's some number ones where you hear it and you're just like, wow, that person's a moron. And there are other number ones where you hear it and you're like, well, I respectfully disagree, but it's a great pick. Yeah, okay. Um, mine is, uh, as, as I tipped my hand before, is The Simpsons. Yeah, um, The Simpsons theme song is just so playful. It's so fun. It puts you in the right mood. It's not an instrumental, because it starts it with lyrics. It does start with lyrics.
4: <laughs> You're and sneaking has, in on a technicality, but we'll allow it.
3: And it has a couple gags that, like, make it kind of must-see viewing. Like, yeah. as I've been watching ba- back, as I've been watching season two through eight, like, disney plus asked me if i want to skip the intro No, you like, never no, skip the intro i've got to see the chalkboard gag yeah and i've got to see the couch the gag. couch gag and that's like that's kind of built in and like and there's moments where i'm two screening and i'm like oh i missed the couch gag i'm skipping back i'm skipping back into the credits and it's just so playful so zany so like peak elfman
1: that's that's good stuff i yeah i the, you never mm. skip
4: the since theme song
3: and then you get the scary you get the scary halloween ones oh that's yeah
4: Oh, so good. Yeah. yeah, roundly agree. How many theme songs out there are non-skippable viewing, like must-see viewing? That's incredible. Yeah, very few of these this day and age, you know? I'm looking at you, Big
1: Mouth. Can't stand that theme song. I got to skip it every time. <laughs> no offense. Love the show. Hate that theme song. Ouch. Uh, mm-hmm. My number one... Okay, so I I clearly was like Golden Girls is like the number, number, number one. So I'm going to do my other number one, because I, I just feel like that one, Golden Girls is untouchable. My number one is uh, the Growing Pains theme song. If you're familiar with that family sitcom starring Alan Thicke, but, you know, Show me that smile again. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. That just, oh, I love that song. It's so So catchy. It's so catchy. Anytime it's I sing with the whole thing, like I'm hitting those notes, it's beautiful.
4: Yeah, great pick. Just the melody on that. like That's one of those melodies that's like, it's so good. You're like, why didn't I think of that? Like like they did a deal with the devil to get this one dialed in that tight. It's really good. That's yeah. a great pick.
1: Show me that smile. Show me that smile. Just when she hits that it's like, "Let's go." This show, let's go. Like, yeah, show me that smile growing pains. And I was also obsessed with that soundtrack. It was like one of those ones when I came home from school it was playing. I watched every episode. Never skip a theme song. Yeah. So I I got to give it to Growing Pains.
4: That's like I call that the like that riff. I call it like the ice cream truck riff. You hear <laughs> You hear that riff, that the, it, like the joy of that theme song comes in, and you come running. Like, yeah. When you hear the jingle, you know, yeah. you just you come running to the couch when it's on.
3: Amazing that, like, as like nineties coming home from kids' school, none of us have Saved by the Bell on our list. Yeah, you know? that's that to me is the ultimate coming home from school s- song. Like, your parents aren't home between three and five. You can you can pop off two to four episodes <laughs> yeah. of Saved by the Bell without them like maybe knowing about it. Did this shake? Did this conversation shake out any honorable mentions for you guys? Like, for I'm me? really
4: glad you brought up "Saved by the Bell" yeah. honestly, because that was on my mind for exactly it's that reason.
0: All right, by by the by the bell. Bell.
3: Perfect. Yeah, perfect.
4: One like pet peeve of mine on that specific song is that I feel like it's a such a direct Kenny Loggins ripoff. It sounds just mm, like yeah. the <laughs> the the main theme from Caddyshack, where they're oh. j- just like just trying to rip his bag, and then like. I don't think of that show as being like saucy and bluesy in any, <laughs> in any way. Yeah. It's part of like the character. It doesn't, of the match. Show. it doesn't match.
3: Yeah. You know what your, your description of my honorable mention that you shook out of my brain that I absolutely forgot even existed. And then like when you were talking about doing a interpretive dance to the law and order theme song <laughs> suddenly like shot me through a brain tunnel to like me being 10 years old. And I'm pretty sure I did an interpretive dance every week when the animated X-Men came on. Oh. So short, instrumental, apologies yeah. but just like bringing up the vibe, Gambit's throwing his cards, blowing everything up. What's Magneto going to do this week? Yeah. That
1: that's a good I yeah, I remember this one. Uh my my honorable mention is the good times theme song. I I love the Good Times theme song. And I was very upset because also Rolling Stone put that one in like the top 40s. And I'm like, how is the Good Times theme song not top 10, top 20? Come on. Mm. Like, it was mentioned in like a Dave Chappelle show sketch where it's like, what's the line where they're like, hanging in a chow line, good times. And people were like that. No one knew what the line hanging in a chow line was. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like him quizzing people like, what is the line? And it's like, it's hanging in a
3: chow line so you know what? Rolling, Rolling Stone was trying to get us to click and it worked it did I work the article at least three times this week yeah I, was, thinking about
1: I was like clicking through and I just it just made me angry every time because I was and I went
3: to page two because of course they split the list into two pages oh yeah it's yeah.
1: like it's like you know you gotta do 100 to 91 and then keep clicking on all this stupid stuff on these clip,
4: mm-hmm. click sites so that's all the top 100 lists like what 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 have they accomplished with like they've sort of like hacked the human brain with the idea of like we're just going to create this list it's like we're just broadcasting a bunch of opinions by doing this and there we've invited you to either walk through nostalgia and feel good or disagree with us vehemently which also feels good yeah Uh, my honorable mention is just hasn't come up in this conversation yet but it's just it's Titanic. It it left the world of TV and just became a forever pop song. And that is the Fresh Prince. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing all cooling, all shooting some beatball outside of the school when a couple of guys who so were up to Oh yeah. The mm, yeah. Everybody in the freaking country knows the whole rap top yeah, to top bottom. Yeah, top to
1: bottom. Yeah. Absolutely fair. I, that one I was kind of just like it, it, I don't yeah like you said it just seems bigger than a TV theme song to me
4: and they also life hacked it like they like they they hacked the system where they're like they're casting Will Smith like after yeah. he's already known for doing this and then they're like Will Smith why don't you make one of these bouncy ass raps for uh, a, a TV or song, yeah you that's know. also
3: like a comedy writing life hack is like. If you're singing something, you can only get through so many syllables and so many words so fast. Yeah. Even if you're doing a late 80s, early 90s rap, you can really get through every syllable, every word, yeah. every paragraph of the premise of your TV show about yep. the fight you were having in, in West, West Philadelphia. Philadelphia. We're like, the taxi we're like, ride. We're <laughs> like, these <laughs> others, like you've got to sing long notes. Like you, you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't tell that you much kind story. Of, yeah, you can point to the the theme of the show with moving on up But you're not going to explain like hey this guy has a dry cleaner He was living in Queens next door to Archie Bunker yeah. But who'd want to live next door to that guy Yeah.
4: Oh, and You're definitely not getting in details Like Fuzzy Dice
1: Yeah I gotta add another honorable mention The nanny theme song
0: She was walking in a bridal shop In Flushing Queens till her boyfriend kicked her out In one of those crushing scenes What
1: was she to do? Where
0: was she to go? She was out on her van
1: Come on Whoa. the na- Oh that's all the story. She was working in a vital shop in Flushing, Queens till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. Come on, that yeah. is
4: a yeah. Uh, great example. Yeah. And like and different stylistically, right? Like yeah. they wanted to do that same thing, syllable density, but they basically they were like rap is not right for the show. You know? So instead instead we're doing like Stephen time yeah, like- meets meets like jazz scat singers.
3: Okay, I have an honorable mention non-theme song. Okay. Which is I only recently learned this that every week they recomposed the Seinfeld theme song. No. Every week the bass was like different. No. Because every week, yeah, every week he was like doing a stand-up set at the beginning of it, and the same bass player would come in and like play slightly different. What? To, it was always a broad like, what? <laughs> Look, I I think I saw this. I I don't want to do another correction on the show, I, but it's like always a little different.
4: What I would buy is that like there's some aspect of it that is like locked and in the can, and that he's improvising just a few seconds to go with the the punchline punch of, of the I cold get open. The timing. There's oh, a new cold open every week. I right?
1: yeah. I just I guess I don't feel that Jerry Seinfeld's jokes would require that much like. <laughs> diversity or isn't, improvisation right like i'm like you know isn't it just he hits the one line or whatever and then yeah. bow, bow.
3: <laughs> but it's amazing that that <laughs> show is so tied to that sound and that music but it's like not even a theme song it's just like a guy playing the bass while there's like a chick
0: ah, yeah.
3: like drum machine God bless that bass player. Uh, God bless. Yeah. Wow. You've blown my and the mind. The fact that here he tonight. knew
4: that you slapped the bass differently, whether it's a joke about airplane food or blind dates. Blind dates. He knew.
1: You get, you get. that's the, that's, you know, they don't teach that in schools. That's
4: Beetle, your, bow, bow, pew, pew, pew.
3: It's a non theme song theme song, which is appropriate for, I don't want to go full grad student here, full, very appropriate for a show about nothing. Exactly. Wow. Wow.
1: Wow. And that—that's you broke it all down right there. That is the thesis of the theme song. You know, how does it <laughs> represent the show? What does it tell us? What does it teach us? Boom, there it is. And this is
4: hard. It's hard for Andrew to talk about because if, if you listen to our show, you'll learn that Andrew's least favorite instrument is the slap bass.
3: Yes, that's true. Evan, Evan dogs me every week by just playing the slap bass again and again while I beg him.
1: I—I <laughs> um, I mean, I. I was a big Bella Fleck and the Flecktones fan, so. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you you gotta respect Victor Wooten. Yeah. But sometimes maybe he slaps a little too much. It's a little too much. Sometimes <laughs> even I'm like, we don't we don't need all of this. Okay, like Ani DeFranco yeah. uses a lot of slap bass sometimes in mm. her early stuff, and I just I skip those songs a lot.
3: Are you familiar with the artist Shuggy Otis? Do you know Shuggy Otis? Yeah. I that's probably one of my favorite albums of all time. It's his album. Uh, Inspiration, information. I think that's what it's called. It might be information yep, inspiration. And about 10 years ago, he he like is a recluse and somehow he went on tour. And I went to Brooklyn and saw him play. And it was like this magical experience. His mouth opened, and it was like the opening notes. He sounded amazing. And then the bass started playing and <laughs> the entire concert. The guy was just slapping the bass. <laughs> like, there's not slap bass on the album. Like everything else sounded like the anthem. Yeah. Like the album. And this one like Six-year-old guy who's like probably Shugie Otis, Otis's friend, or yeah. I was or like, brother, let's change it like live. on the bass, and I was oh, just no. like, like well, how much more would I have paid for a ticket? <laughs> like I paid twenty dollars for the ticket. I think I would have paid sixty for the same concert, no slap bass, no just normal bass.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. You two are hilarious. If you're out there, you gotta go listen to Punch Up The Jam and you can have more of this just hilarity. You two are so amazing. Thank you so much, Andrew and Evan, for joining us today. Where can the people follow you? Anything else you want to plug?
3: I mean, just go check out Punch Up The Jam. Uh, You know, we recently did an episode about Shania Twain's you're still the one I want. Uh, we just we did an episode about 15 episodes ago that I thought was really funny where we punched up John Lennon's Imagine. I'd never thought about how bad that song was, oh, yeah. but once our guest brought it on and talked about the problems with it, we made a better version of John Lennon's Imagine. I didn't think we could do it, but we did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: If you're a fan of TV, then you are steeped in the pop culture. So you probably have a lot of knowledge also about top 40 music. And that's what we do. We talk to death about a song. Uh, interesting background about what's going on. Just like, I don't know, what the random stuff that comes to mind about the improvised slap bass. You know, whatever we happen to know about the song, yeah. and the songwriting process, the yeah. music industry. And then we improve the song, of course. You know, what way do the Backstreet Boys want it? Well, <laughs> we uncovered that they want it missionary. Done. Probably, yeah. that song's improved
3: if you do a deep reading of the lyrics we finally realized that what they're talking about is they were they were having a fight about who gets to be on top with their girlfriends uh we also make youtube videos you can check out our youtube videos at youtube.com slash we had a, a breakout this year with it's corn if you saw yes. the "It's corn video that we worked on that one and um you can follow me uh, on twitter instagram at a rose gregory and you can follow evan at Love that. Get, get some, some evan. evan
1: thank you too so much this was so fun and hey, if you're out there listening, go go enjoy some TV theme songs for the rest of the day. Just, just just play them all day. Don't listen to Beyonce. Just listen to TV theme songs. And I will be back soon with your homework for the episode.
0: I, say.
1: I want to thank my wonderful guests, Andrew and Evan. Listen to their podcast, Punch Up the Jam. They're so much fun. And before we go, let me leave you with some homework. Let me let me give you some notes. Like I said, I need you to watch Extrapolation so I can be sure I didn't just like make it up, <laughs> okay? So if you're out there, watch it, watch Extrapolation, so I know it's a real show and not a fever dream I had. <laughs> After that, okay, actually, I'm. Mean, let me just give you a heads up. All the homework today, reality TV. <laughs> yeah, we're getting back in our junk TV. Okay, it, it's back. There's some good stuff. We're doing it. Darcy and Stacy two. Episode finale this week, okay? The girls brought to tears by a medical crisis their dad faces. uh and then on top of it, Stacy's wedding is supposed to happen. (laughs) Oh my goodness, it's it's a mess. It's a it's a mess. It's a full full messy drama. So you got to get into that. Love is blind. I already told you why you need to watch. There's only one couple I think is gonna make it, but I want to see every other couple fall apart. Then we have Seeking Brother Husband, which is on TLC, just started, new season. We are now three episodes in. It is, I think, really good. It's better than Seeking Sister Wife. It doesn't feel gross and misogynistic, but you also can tell which of these relationships are, you know, trying to spice things up because they're in their death throes. But there are also couples that genuinely are like, yeah, this is my wife and she has another husband and I'm her husband and we're cool. So I love it. It's it's really kind of the most interesting thing about polyamory on TV right now. So hey, it's rare we get that. <laughs> and finally, 90 Day Fiance the Other Way. Where to begin with that mess? I guess the only couple I really care about is Gabe and his fiance. And I am so happy Gabe was able to tell his truth and he was met with maybe mostly acceptance. We aren't really sure yet, but I'm crossing my fingers. So, you know, as I said, I still think 90 Day the Other Way is the most interesting version at this point of 90 Day. This season's killing it. It is really, really good. I'm going to have a deep dive for you on the newsletter, so make sure you follow And hey, thank you for listening. Why don't you share this episode with someone, a friend, someone who's always bugging you for TV recommendations and, you know, rate and review, subscribe, all those fun things. We'll be back next week with another episode. TV, I say, with Ashley
0: Ray, another episode, another episode.
1: TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar and produced by Amelia Chapelo. And our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. And you can also find my full archive ad-free episodes of TVI say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TVI say all one word for a one month free trial at stitcher.com/premium.